Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the off-season podcast for the 2019 football season. There has been a lot of free agent signings, some re-signings, a lot of moves in the NFL over the last uh, three or four months, and we're going to be talking about those. Uh, Not all of them, but just some of the highlights. Uh, We've got Cameron here with us, our vice president. How are you today, Cameron? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, Glad to be here. We're uh, enjoying some beautiful, rainy cool weather here here tonight on June the 7th um, so it yeah just gorgeous weather so we uh, let's just yeah. yeah let's just dive right into this uh, Arizona has uh, got a brand new coach uh, and they've got a brand new quarterback and Brett Hundley looks like he'll be backing up uh, Kyler Murray I'm not not sure if I really see Hundley I mean he, he did okay uh, backing up uh, Aaron Rodgers, but how well do you think he'll do, or do you, do you think that they'll start him in favor of Kyle Murray? Yeah, I think they're going to start Hundley, just to let Kyle Murray, you know, just get his feet wet a little bit, but um, I don't think he's going to do too much that's going to blow us away, and then it just might be a Baker Mayfield situation where he comes in a little bit later on in the season and uh, does pretty good. Yeah, well, very very well could. Of course, uh, OU has got Jalen Hurts now this year. Everyone's uh, thinking that maybe the uh, OU may have a, a three-peat with uh, uh, Heisman Trophy winners, which would be kind of cool. Um, that, that remains to be seen. That's a whole other league there. Um, Arizona yeah. also got uh, picked up Terrell uh, Ter- Suggs. Uh, he's a defensive end, um, off, uh, outside linebacker. Um, he, uh, he's home. So he, he, uh, he played at Arizona State. Um, played in 229 games for Baltimore uh, from 2003 to uh, 2017. Um, I think he's a good pickup uh, for Arizona for a young defense that they've got out there that's, quite frankly, not very good. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. He's been a great player for Baltimore all of his career. I remember watching just a little bit of him and Ray Lewis when they played together, and they were just explosive. Yep. But, um, yeah, I think he'll be great for a young Arizona defense and helping them uh, get on the feet. Yeah, probably. I, I would say maybe another season or two, get them back to the playoffs yeah. maybe, and uh, we'll kind of yeah. see that. So, yeah, that, that's in Arizona. Uh, let's come back east to Baltimore. Uh, they picked up Mark Ingram, um, a running back. Uh, he... Uh, He's had some good seasons. Uh, Ingram has. He's um, he's ran for over six thousand yards and fifty touchdowns in the times time that he has been uh, in the NFL. Of course, he played with uh, New Orleans for a while. Um, I, I like the pickup. I, I really do. Oh yeah, I like I like Mark Ingram. Of course, uh, last season he kind of got shattered a little bit by um. Uh, Alvin Kamara, but yes. he's always been he's always been a, um, a decent running back and kind of reliable as well. Yeah, uh, so I think I think that's a good pick up. Yeah, I do too. And I think if they can get Lamar Jackson to rely more on his running back instead of just automatically thinking oh, I have to run the ball, I think that will be to their advantage because Lamar Jackson can run if he absolutely needs to, but that shouldn't be his first yeah. first course of action. So that mm-hmm. that I think will be is where that will help out. 
Now on the other side of the ball, uh, Baltimore picked up safety Earl Thomas, who had spent the majority of his career uh, in Seattle. So he's all the way across the country. Um, what are your thoughts on that pickup? Oh, man, I really like Earl Thomas. I was really, really hoping that the Cowboys signed him. I was, I was, yeah. I was really, really hoping that the, um, the Cowboys got him, but they didn't. But um, I think it's a good pickup for whoever really, really got him. So I'm, I'm happy for, for where he is. He was good in Seattle, so I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I think Baltimore's defense, uh, quite frankly, the last few years has not really been all that good. Um, it's been mediocre. And I think that having him back there is going to help them out, just give them a little bit of stability. Uh, one that broke my heart, um, out in Buffalo, they picked up Cole Beasley, wide receiver, who had played for Dallas. Um, it's a business. Um, I... I think that he's going to be able to bring something to Buffalo and that he, uh, same thing that he did when he was wearing the star. He'll bring, he's a, he's a good, dependable go-to receiver in the slot. I think that him with uh, Josh Allen, that's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, was, I was really, really disappointed when I found out that Cole left, but um. I think he's going to succeed over there in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's I'm, I'm excited to see that. Uh, my wife, uh, one of her favorite teams is Buffalo, and so I kind of like. But always have kind of liked Buffalo. But um, yeah, to, just would really like to see them succeed. Was excited when they made the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't build on that. Um, also, on the offensive side of the ball, Buffalo picked up Frank Gore. Um, he's Played for San Francisco, Indianapolis, and the Dolphins. Now he's going to Buffalo as his fourth team. Um, you want to hear something interesting about Frank Gore? He is, What's that? He's got the fourth most all-time rushing records for running backs. And, you know, I don't have a hard time believing that. Yeah, because he's been good. Yeah. Very good. He's got 77 touchdowns in that time. This is his fourth, uh, 14th season. Um, 520 yards away from passing Barry Sanders to move into third. And he should pass that, quite frankly. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, he's. I, I was upset when San Francisco let him go, and then he just kind of floundered a little bit in Indianapolis and Miami, and then I, I think he'll do well in Buffalo. Again, young quarterback, uh, good receiving core. Um, I think Buffalo's going to be a fun team to watch this year. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Yep. In, uh, go ahead. I was just saying I'm excited to watch Buffalo play. Yep. Um, in Carolina, and yeah, we're doing these alphabetically by the name of the city. Carolina picked up Chris Hogan. Um, Chris Hogan honestly reminds me a lot of Cole Beasley. He's not the main target, but he's a good possession receiver. Um, last year he had... Uh, or I'm sorry, not last year, but over the course of his career, he's he's averaged 13 and a half yards per reception with 18 touchdowns. That's that's really good. Again, he's not the main guy, but he can catch the ball and he's going to make some uh, make some people miss and then make some plays. 
Oh, oh yeah, I always liked uh, Chris Hogan. He, he's got hands. Yeah, I've seen some really impressive catches by him. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, have you seen any pictures of him uh, since the OTA started? No, um, he's he's got some massive guns on him too. Just oh really? Of, yeah, they are. You, you need to look that up. It he yeah, he's built. Uh, Bruce Irvin is also in Carolina, uh, linebacker, defensive end. Uh, very responsible guy, hard-hitting uh, linebacker. Uh, in his six years playing for Seattle and Oakland, um, he's responsible for 43 and a half sacks and 277 tackles. So he, I, he's going to really assist Carolina, maybe help them win a division, uh, maybe make get back into the playoffs where they've struggled. Yeah, we've talked to him yeah. yeah, I think it'll be really, really good there. Yep. Uh, Chicago. Now, this is an interesting one because this is a player that had uh, played in Green Bay for uh, four and a half years. It was Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, this will be his fifth season. Uh, he played uh, 2014 to 18 in Green Bay, then the last half of last year in Washington. So I think it's going to be fun for him uh, opening night when the Bears – meet um, Green Bay uh, in Chicago, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, there was a rumor that went around that he was going to try to sign with the Cowboys. But, um, of course, you know, that rumor got expelled, just like the Earl Thomas one. But uh, I, I like the way he plays. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah. It was interesting that he has had an, an interception in all but his rookie year. Uh, last year he had two, one for Green Bay and then one for Washington. So he's he's very good uh, back there in the defensive backfield. Um, this one wasn't really a free agent pickup, but I think it was the biggest pickup of the offseason. Uh, the Cleveland Browns picked up Odell Beckham Jr., a wide receiver. It was a trade. Um, the Giants went ahead and sent him over to Cleveland. In the years that he... Um, and I cannot read my notes. Okay, yeah. It Without counting his injury season a couple of years ago when he broke his ankle, he's averaged 91 catches a year, over uh, almost 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. If you factor in that in injury-shortened season, he's averaged 78 catches, just over 1,000 yards receiving, and 9 touchdowns. I think that with him and a, a very young uh, Baker Mayfield back there, wow. Watch out for the Browns this year. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I completely agree. And then they got um, they got Juice Landry over there on the other side of the field. Yep. I just think – and then I've seen this on one Instagram post. It was like, don't forget they got Nick Chubb in the backfield. So it's going to be really, really exciting to watch them. Yeah, and their defense has been good for the last two or three years anyway. So that's not an issue, but man, it's I, I honest, I've I've got them at the very least, winning their division and earning a first round buy in the playoffs. I'm I'm not quite ready to put them in the Super Bowl, but I've got them winning the division and uh, not having to play that first round of the playoffs. So that that'll yeah, be, I can see that. Happen. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be fun to see. Very fun to see. All right, in in Dallas, uh, the Cowboys picked up wide receiver Randall Cobb. Um, he uh, played eight seasons in Green Bay. 2014, he was in the Pro Bowl. Uh, primary receiver for Dak, I think, will help. He's averaged um, 
48, I'm sorry, 58 catches per year. Um, yeah, I, I like Randall Cobb. I really do. With him on, on one side, Amari Cooper on the other side. Um, and we're going to get into uh, Jason Witten here in a minute. He's going to be right there on the end like he does instead of in the booth. Do you think that Dak oh, Prescott yeah, um, will be able to utilize his new weapons? Yes. yes. This, this excited me a lot, actually. I really, really like Randall Cobb coming to Dallas. And, uh, like you said, him and Randall Cobb and then Zeke in the backfield. Yeah. I just think it opens a lot up for Dak. And we know Dak can use his legs, so I, yeah. I think this is going to be really good. Yep, I agree. And then, of course, we, we got Jason Witten that decided he did not want to do play-by-play -play anymore. He struggled a little bit, quite frankly. Um, came yeah. out of retirement. He's now going to be be back there. I, I honestly, I was excited to hear about his decision to do that. Um, I hope it's not one of these. Okay, I can still play, and then he gets out there and can't, because then that's embarrassing. Yeah, um, I've seen yeah. that before, and I, I hate seeing that when players try that. I know Joe Namath did that way back in the day. Um, Emmett Smith kind of did. Uh, he had a little bit in his tank when he uh, left Dallas and went to Arizona for a few seasons. Um, Joe Montana, uh, of course, he was forced out of San Francisco and ended up playing a few years in Kansas City. But just situations like that, just uh, usually. Yeah. It kind of happened to Michael Jordan, too, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, Jordan, he, uh, he had retired and then came back and decided to play for Washington. Yeah. So that was kind of a weird deal, and he honestly was not that good in Washington. No. Um, let's see, we got Joe Flacco, who was traded by Baltimore to Denver. Uh, so Baltimore is committing wholeheartedly to uh, Lamar Jackson. I think this was a good move for Baltimore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was kind of against um, them taking Joe Flacco out as early as they did last season. But um, I think them putting their confidence in Lamar boosts Lamar's confidence himself, and I think he's going to have something to play for. Okay. That, that makes sense. I can see that. I know he was, he, he was what, thirty uh, picked 32nd uh, in the draft last year. And because he was picked so low, they interviewed him. And, and I kind of felt bad for the guy because he was just kind of sitting around there waiting. And when they interviewed him, he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring a Super Bowl to Baltimore. Well, he got him into the playoffs, and that's fantastic. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I could have swore I turned that off. Um, but the uh, being able to get him, he's not going to be having somebody breathing down his neck necessarily, um, like what could have happened or if you've got a veteran, a, a previous Super Bowl MVP sitting behind you, there's always that chance of, okay, you know what, we're going to pull you and um, let him come back in. But yeah. That's not going to be an issue. So, I, As far as Flacco being in Denver, though, you know, he's actually struggled since his uh, MVP in the Super Bowl. He's not really been all that consistent since 2013. They've only Baltimore had only two playoff appearances, and one of them was last year when Lamar Jackson actually um, started most of the season. So, 
we'll we'll see with Joe Flacco. See how that goes. I I hope he's got. They've got they've got a few weapons out there. I hope they're not just trying to retool everything and Flacco just ends up getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. In Detroit, uh, C.J. Anderson, who we saw last last time we saw him, he was in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, C.J. Anderson was picked up by Detroit. Uh, he's running back. I honestly. Anything that Detroit does, I kind of question. So I'm not. I I just don't know. It's like, is this where players go when they don't really, when they aren't really all that good? I mean, I hate saying yeah, that, I mean, but I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's only had one 1,000 yard season. That was in 2017, and and at that, he had just over a thousand yards. This is a thousand seven yards. So. It just is. Is he? Does he have enough to be able to carry Detroit's running game? That's kind of where we are at that. Uh, they also uh, Detroit also picked up Danny Amendola, wide receiver, uh, recently played with the New England Patriots. Um, 2010, Amendola did have uh, 123 catches. So I, I think that he could be a decent target for Matt Stafford. Uh, what are what are your thoughts about Danny Amendola? Oh yeah, he was he was pretty reliable when um, Tom Brady was throwing to him. Oh yeah, but uh, at, the, at the same time, that's Tom Brady. Exactly. But I, I do think this will widen uh, Stafford's arsenal a little bit and give him somebody else to throw to. Exactly, and then another player that uh, Detroit picked up with Jesse James, uh, not not the killer from the Wild West, but a tight end from Pittsburgh. Um, good, solid player. He's not a whole lot of offensive production. Uh, he's consistent. He should help uh, open up some holes for C.J. Anderson, I think. Um, his rookie year, he, he only played eight games, but last last three seasons he started all 16. So that's not an issue there, as far as uh, as far as his durability. Seems, seems like oh, he's yeah, pretty he's reliable. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go over to Indianapolis. Uh, they picked up Devin Funchess, uh, who previously had been with the Carolina Panthers. Um, again, good solid target. Uh, thirteen and thirteen point nine yards per catch. Um, his 2017 was his. Uh, okay, now he's had no fewer than four touchdowns in a season, but in 2017 he had eight, which was the most that he had had. So he's, again, he's not going to be this breakout Jerry Rice type receiver, but he's going to he's going to make some plays and get out in the open and do some stuff. And I think yeah. with. With how what I saw with Andrew Luck last year, um, that really impressed me because Andrew Luck he struggled the first week or two, three of the season, but then you could tell he was getting his groove back and he was getting done. So I, I'm anxious to see too what Indianapolis does this year when they've got him back 100% all 16 games. Yes, me too. Yeah, one of the interesting moves too, I thought, um, over in Jacksonville, they picked up um, former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, um, but he was a backup for the Eagles the last couple of years. 
What are your thoughts on that? I mean, the dude, two years ago, he was a Super Bowl MVP. And I like, like this move. Yeah. Um, I think that, honestly, I don't really want to sound rude when I say this, but anything is not great from Blake Bortles, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, and I think Nick Foles, he'd be an upgrade on a lot of teams in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And I do like this move. Um, a lot of people question him because, um, like you said, he was a backup. And um, he showed just a little bit of inconsistency as a starter. But yeah. um, I think that when he has his own team in Jacksonville, I think he's going to prove to us that uh, that was the right move. Yes, absolutely. And one other thing, before we go further, um, sad situation with the Foles family. He and his wife uh, lost their infant son uh, recently. Hor horrible situation. I, c I can't imagine uh, having to go through something like that. But... Um, um, I know that his wife had insisted that he go on, uh, go on to the practices and the off-season uh, off training that they that he needed to do, just really kind of help him to get his mind off of the tragedy that they were dealing with. So, but uh, yeah, he's back to the football aspect of that. Um, he's very consistent. Uh, Sixty-eight touchdowns, thirty-three interceptions in in the games that he started it's his career. So, I, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him in Jacksonville as well. I've, I've got a almost four-year-old cousin that would be an, an upgrade to, uh, to Blake yeah. Davis, quite frankly. And she's cuter. All right, in Kansas City, um, they're, they're making some moves. They were not real happy about being um, left out of the Super Bowl last year. They, that, that's, we'll discuss that here in a minute with the whole overtime situations. But uh, the Kansas City picked up Carlos Hyde, um, running back. He's um, in a th he's played for three teams in five years. Uh, he's got 3,300 yards with those teams. Um, 2016, he topped out at 998 or 988 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, um I think he'll be a good addition to the Chiefs. Um, I, I think he'll be a good tool for Patrick Mahomes and a good decoy. Of course, we know there were some legal situations with another running back that they had. We're not going to get into that because that's not what we talked about. But um, Carlos Hyde, I think, will be a nice addition to the Kansas City backfield. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I think uh, Carlos Hyde, he, he was good. And he's explosive. Yeah. He was really explosive, actually. So um, that fits right into Kansas City's defense. They're, I mean, not defense. Their offense. They're a really explosive offense. And we've seen that last year. And I think it'll be a great addition. Yeah, I agree. Um, Teran Matthew, uh, formerly known as the Honey Badger, safety. Uh, this is his sixth year in the league, or he'll be starting his sixth year. He played at Arizona and at Houston. He's now in Kansas City. Um, he had 13 interceptions. Um uh, in his career, he's got five. He had five in 2015. I think that this is what uh, Kansas City's defensive backfield needs to uh, hit the next level. I honestly had them going to the Super Bowl last year. Well, okay, officially I had New Orleans and Houston, and that kind of exploded in my face. But... Um, <laughs> After they were both eliminated, I was looking at Kansas City to, to run, to make the run. Um, but I think that Matthew is what will be 
he he will help their defense to to make that step. What do you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, it, I, this isn't on our outline, and I didn't mention anything about this, but it just popped into my head with talking about Kansas City. A lot of people are having issues with the way the NFL does their overtime. Um, they think that, like with uh, with the AFC Championship game for New England and Kansas City, that New England wins the toss, they drive down, make a touchdown, game's over. People are like, well, I, what would Patrick Mahomes have done had he been able to get the ball. I'm kind of torn on this. Um, my thought is that, you know what, you've got defenders that are trying, that are getting paid good money to stop New England from scoring. So that's what you should do. But they didn't, so they lost. Those are the rules. Do you agree right. with those rules or no? Uh, for the most part, I like them. But uh, also, like you said, you're torn. I'm torn too. There's yeah. a, a really, there's another part of me that really wanted to see what would happen if Patrick Mahomes got the ball. And yeah. uh, then they were talking about uh, college and how they have a fair chance. Both teams have a chance to get the ball in college yeah. and uh, things like that. But uh, but like you said, uh, they're getting paid. Their defense is getting paid to stop. And if they can't do that, that's on them. Yeah, and to me, that's the difference between the NFL and college college they're not officially getting paid and i'm just going to leave that at that but um and yeah i feel these guys are millionaires they are the best at what they do in the world stop them yeah you're going up against tom brady i understand that he's not perfect he's awesome but he's not perfect he can be stopped your job is to stop him that's just that that, that's kind of where I am. Um, I haven't been swayed by any of the other arguments. So we'll see. Um, okay, moving on. Let's go to the Los Angeles Chargers. They picked up uh, Terod Taylor as a backup. Phillip Rivers is, is a beast. I mean, he's been playing for like 95 years or so. Uh, <laughs> he He's durable. Um, he plays injured if he needs to. I, so I really don't see Terod Taylor getting a chance to play that much. I did mention him because he is a Virginia Tech Hokie, which is about an hour and a half from where we are. Um, he w- Terod Taylor, I did not realize this, that he was drafted by Baltimore in 2011. And then he went to uh, Buffalo as a possible starter. He did start, but went, only went 23-21-1 and um, while in Buffalo. So, just not real sure what happened with all that. Do you have any opinion on Tyrod Taylor or thoughts? Or oh, Tyrod Taylor is the kind of guy for me. I want to like him and I want him to be good, but he never really um, lived up to my, my expectations. So, yeah. um, I wish him the best, though. Exactly. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, okay, let's just stay in the same city. We'll go with the Rams. Uh, Blake Bortles picked up by the Rams. He's a quarterback. Of course, we know that he's going to end up being a backup. Um, except for the one year that he had two years ago when Jacksonville was a game away from the Super Bowl. Um, and he and he really had a good year that year. Other than that, he's mediocre, I think, is the best words I can use to describe him. Um 
um, Jacksonville needed to needed to get someone back there that knew what he was doing with Nick Foles, so they've got that taken care of. Jared Goff seems pretty sturdy, so I, I really don't see that we're going to see Blake Bortles out there much in the uh, blue and gold. Yeah, I just think they needed a backup, and they got him. Oh, yeah. He might get an opportunity, but uh, I think Jared Goff's got this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if we see the Rams, and there are, uh, I, I say this after they were kept out of the end zone in the Super Bowl, but uh, they're an explosive team, and, and they can score. So there may be a few times when we see Blake Bortles back there when teams just kind of milking the clock. Um, also, on the edge, on the other side of the ball, Clay Matthews, who everyone fell in love with in Green Bay. Um, but him and his blonde locks have moved uh, to the nicer weather of Los Angeles. Do you think that he would be the difference between them raising the Lombardi Trophy last February? Yeah, I, I think really, I do think he is. Uh, I really loved to watch him play you know, when he was in Green Bay. He was actually one of my favorite players. I jumped on the Green Bay Packers bandwagon. Yeah, but um, I, I really, I did like Clay Thompson, and I think like you, Clay Thompson, Clay Matthews, and I think that he'll be a great addition. And yeah. uh, he's a really, really good addition to their defense, along with Aaron Donald. Yeah, nice back field too. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So and Donovan Sue, he signed with Miami. No, no, he's in Tampa Bay now, isn't he? Yeah, and he wore the, the Rams gloves in his photo shoot. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's an interesting player. Um, he, he's kept out of trouble the last several years. I've been impressed with that because sometimes you hear guys or see guys and they only get in trouble. But he has he stayed clean, and I've really been impressed with that. Yeah. So uh, heading out to South Beach... Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, stays in Florida just moves from Tampa Bay over to Miami this is his 15th season so the question is will he be backing up Josh Rosen will he start I'm I'm torn on this I mean I think I think he's earned at least a start at the beginning of the season to prove himself because he had a really good beginning of the season last year. So I, I think he deserves the start because Josh Rosen really wasn't all that hot last year. Yeah. But um, he was. So I think just the seniority over him in the NFL gets him the start at least. Yep. I, I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, he's been – yeah, fifth, This again, this is the 15th year. His, his winning per- – or his completion percentage for his career is 60%, which is not bad. It, it's comparable to a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm not putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Hall of Fame, but at yeah. least his completion percentage is com- comparable uh, to some of those great quarterbacks. Um, and let's see. Let's go to. Let's just fly up east, uh, up the coast a little bit, stop in the, the Meadowlands at the New York Giants. They picked up Golden Tate, who will be starting his tenth season. Um, He's going to try to fill the hole created by um, Odell Beckham. Uh, he's played in Seattle, Detroit, Philadelphia. You think he and Eli are going to work to work well together? Oh, I mean, Eli, he's, he's kind of that quarterback that doesn't really build too much of a rapport with a receiver. I agree. 
But uh, I think Golden Tate's a good receiver, and yeah. he'll definitely be a target for Eli. But uh, he's definitely no um, Odell Beckham Jr. But oh, who knows? That might actually settle things down a little bit because there was a lot of drama around him. Yeah. So um, we'll just have to see. Yeah, he's uh, in the 137 games that he's played, uh, Golden Tate, he's got 7,200 yards with uh, 38 touchdowns during that time. He's had seven touchdowns in 2012. That was his tops. So he's he's a decent receiver. It'll, it'll be uh, it'll be nice seeing him. I, it, I think that he and uh, Eli will be able to somewhat get along, at least on the field. Uh, let's stay in New Jersey. Uh, the New York Jets picked up Le'Veon Bell. That was a lot of drama right there. Uh, Bell was sat out last year because he didn't want to play and get hurt. Well, you know, that's football. That can happen. Have, right. have the Jets made enough moves on the offensive line to protect Le'Veon? Oh, I do not think so, no. Um, Le'Veon Bell, he is a, he's a patient running back, and he really relies on those um, – those linemen to open up good holes. We've seen that in Pittsburgh, who has an amazing offensive line. He waits patiently for the hole to open up, and he goes through. I just don't know if New York has a, a line to do that. That's exactly right. And I've seen this, too, with other running backs. It's, oh, yeah, look at what all I've done. And then they realize, you know what, those five guys up front, sometimes six, were instrumental in you getting all those yards and being as good as you were. Um, yeah, yeah. An- another move. Uh, let's let's go back out west. Uh, Oakland uh, picked up Antonio Brown again. A situation with the Steelers. Um, I know Brown has said some very negative things about Ben Roethlisberger. I, I don't know truths or disagreements or whatever. I think he's going to be a very good target for Derek Carr. Um, I think that. He's going to have a breakout year this year with the Raiders. Um, but I don't think that they're going to have the same chemistry that he and Big Ben, at least early on, um, the first part of the season. I, I think it's going to take three or four games for them to really start clicking, and then you're going to see Carr being able to lay some out for Brown, and Brown doing the stuff that he does. Yeah, I mean, I've seen on Instagram... Carr and A.B. are really good friends already. I mean, A.B. visited uh, Carr's house when he first went, and they hugged, and they they spent the whole day together. But like you said, it's going to take some time on the field because yeah. they have not seen an NFL game together. Yeah. So that's just one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. But, yeah, I do agree. I think they're going to be a good pair when they get it going. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've seen some articles that have um, – that have Oakland winning the AFC West this year. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I could see them coming in second or third because um, I think Kansas City will be able to, to keep that top spot. But I've got Kansas City, then L.A. or Oakland, and then Oakland or L.A. third. So just, But I've got Denver on the bottom. I just really don't think Denver's going to do much. Um, also in yeah. Oakland, uh, Vontez Burfecht. Uh, played in Cincinnati, uh, started in all but two of the 75 games he's played. Uh, so he's been good. He's been a punk. But 
um, he's he's been good. He's played the ball, played played well. He's got eight and a half sacks, 610 tackles, 397 that were solo. But the dude needs discipline. It was like every year when Cincinnati would play Pittsburgh, Burfick was getting in trouble for something. And I mean, he just knew it was going to happen. He was going to get suspended a game or two, get fined for something. Maybe it's a good thing that he's in Oakland. Oh, yeah. Um, we know Oakland has a reputation for um, bad guys. Oh, yeah. But definitely. But um, that kind of bad is uh, different. That's almost borderline dirty the way yeah. he has. Like you said, he's been a good, consistent player. But, yeah, he needs discipline. And, um, I think – I think he'll be a good player in Oakland, especially, like I said, their reputation and everything. Yeah, I think Gruden will be able to give some discipline. I really didn't I, – I don't know don't know Marvin Lewis, but not really confident of any discipline that he may or may not have um, distributed. So that – yeah. And uh, let's see, Brandon Marshall, linebacker, um, uh a good pickup, I think, for Oakland, um, especially after they lost Khalil Mack last year in the offseason. Uh, Brandon Marshall has got six and a half sacks in seven seasons at 310 tackles. So he's got a, a very good solid year there, or uh, a very good solid career right there. Yeah, I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah. I think that was a good move for Oakland, especially because they're trying to rebuild. So Exactly, exactly, even unofficially. But, and, uh, and lastly, certainly not least, I've always liked Ryan Tannehill. Um, he had some decent seasons in Miami. Uh, he's had some injuries, so that's kind of hampered him quite a bit. He's, there were like two seasons that he lost due to injury, one on each leg, which that's got to be disheartening. But I think he's going to be a, a good backup to Mariota, who himself deals with minor injuries and, and misses time each year, it seems. Right, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's always a fun season. Uh, and anything can happen, and that's what makes it exciting. So just a couple of more things uh, that have come up over the last uh, few weeks. Donovan McNabb has come out and said that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, what do you think? How, did, did, did you get to see McNabb play a whole lot? No, I didn't get to see McNabb play, but um, like... I watch so many NFL highlights and things like that, and um, I I think he's deserving. If I'm being honest, I think sure. Yeah, I, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I, I agree. His um, I, I looked up his numbers. Um, he's got 37,276 yards, fifty nine percent completion percentage, two hundred thirty four touchdowns to one hundred seventeen interceptions, and I'm like, okay, that's great, and. So I'm like, how about another modern-day quarterback that is in the Hall of Fame for sure? So I, I looked at Troy Aikman. Okay, yeah, Troy Aikman's got uh, three Super Bowl rings. Donovan McNabb played in one. Um, but Aikman only had 32,942 yards. Granted, who did he have in his backfield? Yeah, he had Emmett Smith. Right. So, yeah, and there's only one that, one of those guys that show up very often. Um, Troy's um, 
completion percentage was 61.5%. Not horribly away from McNabb there. He only had 165 touchdowns to 141 interceptions. So there was only an, uh, um, what a 14 difference, 15, 16, something like that. D yeah, 16 difference um, between his touchdowns and interceptions. Whereas with Donovan McNabb, he threw like 117 more touchdowns than he had interceptions. So honestly, based on those numbers and the fact that he got Philadelphia to the NFC Championship game four years in a row. One of those games they won and were able to uh, to meet Tom Brady in the in the Super Bowl. So I yeah I think Donovan McNabb should be should have a bust in Canton, Ohio. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another thing that just happened over the last few days: Carson Wentz signed a, an extension with the Philadelphia Eagles for four years, one hundred twenty-eight million dollars. Is he worth it? He just, he hasn't showed me that he is yet, honestly. Whether he does, I don't know. He might, but um, he just hasn't shown me yet. So, I'm going to have to say no. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if he can finish the season. I really don't. Right. Um, two years ago, two years, yeah, two years ago was his rookie season or, or second season. Um, he was drafted in 16, so... Um, okay. Yeah, okay. two years. Two years yeah. ago was his second year. Okay. but and, and he plays well when he's out there. And the reason that he's had the injuries the last two years, too, it's it's not like, okay, great, I stubbed my toe. I mean, he blew out his knee. That happens. But can he be healthy for an entire season and lead a team to the Super Bowl without having a good quarterback to back him up? That's my question. And if you don't know that for sure yet, why are you giving him this much money? I'm not a general manager. I agree. I'm not an owner. I'm just a guy who does a podcast. So, I mean, sounds right to me. Yeah, I mean, it just it makes no sense to me. It's just like me, um, I don't know, going into a hospital and saying, yeah, I'd like to be a doctor. Oh, what, what? Tools do you have? Oh well, I've been to the doctor before. <laughs> yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, but can can he last? That that's the question. We'll see, see what happens. Um, we got just a in about 95, 90, 95 days left till uh, season starts. That's all exciting. It starts on a Thursday with Green Bay and Chicago this year. Um, this will be the one hundredth year of the NFL. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I'll, we'll try to figure out something to do each week to commemorate one of the games or something like that. Cameron, thanks so much for participating, and we'll see you guys next time.